Can you hear it? The sound of ocean? Waves against a rocky cliff? It's Maine, a place where sights, sounds, and tastes all come to life. Breathtaking vistas from the top of a seaside mountain. Lobster and oysters straight from crisp, cold waters. It's where you can take a breath and a beat and let the world slip away. Plan your trip at visitmaine.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, Brad. You know how Nationwide is more than an insurance company? Yeah, they're one of America's largest financial services companies. We get that in a song like business life retirement. Or Nationwide's there to protect. I'm kind of the jingle guy. I'm not sure I agree with that. Well, I'm not sure I like your hat. Well, it would never fit on you. Products issued by Nationwide Life Insurance Company or Nationwide Life and Annuity Insurance Company. The general distributor for variable products is Nationwide Investment Services Corporation, member FINRA, Columbus, Ohio. The holidays are a time to feel and create joy. And what could be more joyous than the look on her face as she unwraps a stunning new jewelry piece from Blue Nile? How about getting 50% off your purchase? Blue Nile offers premium quality, priced below traditional retail. Their online experts are available 24-7 to answer any questions and make sure you've picked the perfect gift. For a limited time, you can get 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's 50% off at BlueNile.com. Hey, parents. Greenlight is here to take one big thing off your to-do list, teaching your kids about money. With a Greenlight debit card and money app of their own, kids and teens learn to earn, save, and invest. You can send money instantly, set flexible controls, and get real-time notifications of your kids' money activity. Set up chores and put allowance on autopilot to reward them for their hard work. Then learn about the world of money together. Get one month free when you sign up at greenlight.com podcast. Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com/play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com/play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Hey Reese, bitch, put the game on, man. I'm trying to see what Luca and them boys going to do tonight, man. Mavs outside this podcast. Y'all know what time it is. Hello, hello. Welcome back yet again to another edition of the Mavs Outsiders Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Mike Bivens, on Twitter at Bibbs Corner. On uh, what's that thing called? Threads. 
at mbibs. You can find my co-host Reese Williams on Twitter at mavar25. On Instagram at mindareese. You want you on Threads yet, brother? Fuck no, I ain't on no goddamn Threads. Uh, you can find me on Spill. So you follow behind everybody else when Elon did that fucking limit. You just, I'm not downloading no more apps, man. <laughs> I, uh, fucking, like, Threads is a last fucking resort thing. I'm not, I'm not messing threads, with it. Threads was easy because it literally just pulled over your Instagram info. But uh, I saw some people saying if you can't, if you delete Threads, you also delete your Instagram. So that's yeah, like, I'm not even bothered. Uh, I only did spill because uh, Malika sent me a, a invite, and I it would have felt disrespectful to not sign a death row contract for a social network app. Can't <sighs> check that text I sent you. Yes, I, I seen it. Very yeah. ironic that after we talking about how well the blackening is doing, some idiot says it's the worst movie of 2023 so far. That's what I said, like right before I walked off all ago. I said, uh, "Big Biz was tripping." That's the first person I've seen that wasn't a. Uh, this might offend somebody, a Tyler Perry white that didn't like this movie. What you mean, Tyler Perry white? So a lot of my friends' parents like to ask me if I watched the latest Tyler Perry movie when I would go over to their houses, not uh-huh. understanding that I did not enjoy Tyler Perry's creations. Um, that type of humor is more laughing at than laughing with, if you will, in my opinion. And so the only bad reviews I've seen are from people that expected more of the Tyler Perry type of comedy versus... Uh, uh, a, a more harsh, <laughs> if you will, uh, critique of, of a certain, uh, I, I don't know how to put this. I'm trying to word it nicely. Man, just <laughs> The movie was kind of raw and it was, it could offend the, the more genteel of our non-melanated uh, friends. Good. That's the fucking point. So that's the only people I've seen bad reviews from. Is people that don't want to hear that type of stuff. But Big Biz, he's black. I, that's what I'm saying. He's the first person, at least adjacent to the culture, that I've seen give a bad review of this movie. I've seen, I saw somebody on Twitter, maybe, I think it was like two nights ago, and they said that uh, they didn't think it was all that. They didn't say it was bad, just said they didn't think it was that's all right. that. But I told him, I said, if you waited this long to see it, you should have just waited to see it on streaming because seeing it with a bunch of people in the bed, it kind of helps the, the experience. Most definitely. And it, I think another thing is you have to know what you're getting into. Like some people just don't like horror comedies. Yeah. Um, and that's fine too. And for me, it's how you don't like it that, that matters to me. Like I gotta be able to, I gotta, I gotta know why you didn't like it. Um, I think he said that a lot of the jokes felt like they came from like Twitter conversations. Saying it's the worst movie of 2023 in a year where you people came out. It's kind of crazy, though. It's some very atrocious movies out here in the landscape. That's it's just maybe he had high expectations. I don't know. I'm gonna let it go. Um I will guarantee you that he saw you people. He saw at least one of these trash movies. It's a bunch, it's so much trash out here this year. I can't remember. It was a couple movies I wanted to walk out of this year that he probably didn't see. Um, 
Infinity that's why I said you people because I feel like that's a yeah. Infinity pools, buns. Now, it, it only the only reason a big business thing upset me is because I saw a ton of people in his comments saying I was just about to buy it or I was just about to rent it. Yeah, that annoys me. That's not that's not what we should be doing. <laughs> um, even if I say I don't like a movie, I always tell people to form your own opinion, see it for yourself. Just because I ain't like it, just because I liked it, doesn't mean it's gonna be the same for you. Yeah, my thing is, and that's why I started doing reviews. I don't review a movie to tell you how I felt about it. I try to review the movie to tell people, this is what was good. This is what was bad. If you're into this, this is what you'll like it. If you're into that, you'll like it or you won't like it. Except for the nun. Fuck that movie. I'm, I definitely got to see the new one. I, I haven't seen the first one. I got to go back and watch that. That was the only one I skipped in that universe. That's the one I'm talking about. Um, and I, you know why I didn't watch it? Uh, because they kept putting all the best parts of the movies in the trailers and it was pissing me off. So the nun had like a great scare in the trailer and I was like, I- I'm not going to enjoy it because I just saw it. Uh, so now that I've forgotten it, <laughs> I should be able to go back and actually try to enjoy it. Listen to me when I tell you this. There is no best parts of the movie. Damn. Speaking of, I did see Insidious the Red Door this weekend. I heard that shit was trash. I've never seen any of them, so you ain't gonna catch me in the theater doing. I don't. It's mm. been. A, I think I only saw the first one, and it's been so long that I kind of forgot they do it. They actually get take you back to some of the previous movies. I think I like five of those. Damn, it's at least four. Okay. Um, because my friend and her son went like he when he was little, he was scared of watching anything that was even slightly creepy. But now that he's gotten a little bit older, he he's gotten a little bit thicker skin on it. So they went and did like a binge of all of them and the reviews kept getting worse. So I was like, okay, so I do not need to go <laughs> watch these movies. Um, but it's, it was fine, man. It had a it had a little bit of a different vibe to it um, than like a normal horror movie. I None is a part of The Conjuring, right? Yes. Okay. With Annabelle and all that. Right. Insidious doesn't have any spinoffs. No, it's just Insidious 1, oh. 2, 3, and now The Red Door. Okay. Um, It felt like it could have been an ending of the series. And again, I don't remember the earlier movies, but I feel like they tried to explain why things were occurring that occurred over the course of these movies based on how it played out. Like it gives you an answer for what was going on. Um, it was good to see my boy Ty Simpkins. I haven't seen him since he was like a kid, really, besides his brief appearance in at Iron Man's funeral. He played uh, the kid. Oh, he was in the whale, wasn't he? You're right. Wait, is he in the whale? Wasn't that him in the whale? Is that him? Yeah, I think that he was in something that we watched last year. You might be right. He was the lead of this, pretty much. Yeah, he wasn't a well. Okay. Yeah, he was the little Bible boy. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, first time I'm seeing him in a leading role. How about that? Um, <clears throat> I guess this is a Mavs podcast. Um, yes, but uh, what else did I see? I saw something else this weekend. Did I, did I mention this before? What, oh, I, Joyride. Yeah, we're going to, you're going to see it. Yeah. In these next couple of days, hopefully we may do a review for that. 
I think somebody asked me to do a review online, so uh, that should be coming if Reese gets this movie in. No pressure. You had a story that you were going to tell. Can I tell this? I can tell this story. I don't think they listen to the podcast. All right. So, boom. No, it's good. <laughs> so, uh, last week, I think I mentioned I was going to uh, the USA soccer game. Right. Uh, so, that was Sunday. The game was at 7 o'clock p.m. in Charlotte. Uh, my friend lives in Charlotte, so I was going to stay with him overnight. Like That was already going to work out. I went to this movie movie i went to this thing with two friends from high school okay uh one lives like right next to me like literally less than half a mile away i got walked to his house the other one is the one that lives in charlotte they apparently had not spoken in like eight years i didn't realize this uh like i knew they weren't like keeping in touch like that but i didn't realize it had been like eight years that's crazy to me but we all known each other since eighth grade I don't want to talk about what year that was. <laughs> like 95. It's, pe- <laughs> it's people listening to this podcast that were not alive when we met. Um, damn, 21 years? Yeah, two, 2002. Damn. I ain't Kevin Hart. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was in like ninth grade, bro. How I'm you going to be in ninth grade? Fourth grade, I'm sure. I was in eighth, so you could have been in ninth. Um, but yeah, so we know each other this long, right? The one that lived down the street from me, he's going through a divorce. And he told me late. But I assume since we were all linking up, like we started the group text and all that good stuff that they had, he had told an old buddy off to the side. I assume I should have known better because I know my friend, but I assumed that he would have told like, gay buddy a heads up. Now the whole time he says he's bringing a friend, right? To this event, like we were pretty much... It was like, we're going to go to the game at seven, but at one o'clock, let's meet up at this place called District 57. It's like not an escape room, but it's like 30 different rooms where you go into the room, you read the back of the door, it has instructions and you got to like solve the puzzle or whatever. Some of them were physical, some of them were mental challenges. Uh, It was one that was like a murder mystery. It had 22 suspects up on the wall and you had like seven clues. You had to figure out who was the killer. Uh, It was one that was like a basketball game. Like you had to get the basketball into the, to the hole. But it was like a small bucket. You just barely get it in there. Uh, a bunch of different challenges. We were going to do that. So anyway, me and me and buddy show up. Our guy is there. Quick daps and introductions. Good to see you. All that. And then he says, uh, my friend is here, but she's in the bathroom. Now. Again, I'm aware that he's going through a divorce. Other dude is not. The woman that he married he met through this other guy. So the guy that lives in Charlotte was friends with this girl all through college. Right. We were introduced. I had met her at multiple times, but like the other friend that married her was introduced to her like senior year of college. Okay. They hit it off. Everything was good from there. They got married. They had a daughter. Again, last time they saw each other, happily together, married, everything was great. So now this woman shows up and it's very clear this is not no regular casual situation. And so the friend from Charlotte was like, I was about to ask him about his wife, but I guess I probably shouldn't do that right now. Am I in the middle of an affair? 
Did he really invite me to his affair? <laughs> is that that what we doing right now? Uh, he said, I looked at his hand. I ain't seen no ring. He said, so it was all kinds of stuff going on in my mind at this point. But we were not in a situation where he could ask no questions. So we spent the whole hour and a half together at this place. The girl was cool. Everything was fine. Afterward, again, the game ain't till seven. He invited us to this thing. Hey, y'all want to grab something to eat? Blah, blah, blah. Him. We got reservations at the steakhouse for four o'clock. So we about to head back to the Airbnb to change. Good luck. Like, what? So you realize I don't live up here. Like, what if what if I didn't have like a place to go? Like, I'm just supposed to be out here chilling. Literally. For five hours. Like, that's what I'm supposed to be doing. So anyway, this, this is how bad his communication is. So him and the girl dip. Now I got to explain to the other friend. No, we were not party to an affair just for an hour and a half just now. Like he's going through a divorce. Like, why am I the one having this conversation? He should have explained that himself. They even went to the bathroom together. So I was like, cool. He'll let them know in the bathroom. Like, this will be fine. But no, he ain't said shit. So then I asked the other dude afterward. I asked, I was like, you realize he didn't know you were going through a divorce, right? He was like, did you tell him? Say, yeah, motherfucker. What you mean? (laughs) I had no choice. Oh man! Did I tell him? Like I just spent the whole That's day. An awkward fucking situation. As soon as we got in the car, he was like, "What the hell was that? Like, what what is happening right now?" Yes, I had to tell him. Like, what you mean? Oh man, this dude crazy. What happens when they ain't spoken in eight years? But dog, like, how you gonna invite? I was so mad. Like. I was, I was, and then he, it is what it is. You know, I tried to do what I, no, you didn't. You just set me up for, for like, I'm, you told me not to tell nobody. So I didn't, I assumed that you would handle it. And now I'm the one having to explain your life business to this man. So he don't think he was part of an affair. Have you listened to, uh, double toasted recently? No. Uh, Corey and his wife are separated. Oh shit. Yeah. I didn't. I had a feeling something was up because I've listened to the podcast and I've heard him say like, "Yeah, just going through personal problems with the relationship." I'm like, "Oh, they must be mad at each other right now, or something." And also notice because he does the podcast from his home, right? And she's been on there a couple times. She used to be a regular on one of the episodes, like uh, one of the segments. So, what up, son? Episodes with Oz. Yeah, she used to be on there a lot. Hadn't seen her in a while, which did not bother me because she's annoying as fuck. So. I think one of the recent episodes I was listening to, he was going through his P.O. box and he said he hasn't checked it in a while, you know, been going through stuff, him and his wife separated. I'm like, oh, damn, okay. She must be, because she's Turkish. Okay. She must be like back home or some shit. Um, gotcha. I don't know. <laughs> I also been hearing him tell stories about him going out and stuff about women and I'm like, <laughs> That's what made me bring it up because I'm like, I'd be listening. I'm like, maybe that's an old story, like, or, or maybe his wife just don't, just yeah. don't care like that. But now it makes sense. Not it's like him getting with women, but just like the interactions is like. It seemed like it was more than a married man should be doing. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But you know, now it makes sense. 
yeah, man, I, I was pissed the whole time. I was like, please tell me he told this dude. But as soon as we got back to the car, he was like, so uh, you you want you got a story you need to tell me? Like, I was like, man, I can't believe this dude really didn't say nothing. And then just how about we didn't see him the rest of the day, by the way. He had bought his ticket separately for the game. After we had said we were going to go to the game together, he bought his tickets and said, hey, I bought some tickets for me and my friend. Again, this is before we knew the friend was a, a lady friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, so y'all might want to get y'all tickets, too. It was like, man, what? I y'all thought might we was... want to get y'all tickets, too. So and then the motherfucker skipped off to go to dinner and shit. Went to dinner. <clears throat> we were trying to link up before the game. That didn't happen. And then uh, after the game. So, again, this man, the friend that lives in Charlotte, he has two-year-old twins. Uh, his wife had the kids all day. We've been out since one because he didn't want to go back to the house after Buddy left. So we went, we went to we went to a burger spot that he likes, and then we went to like a, a, a Dave and Buster's type place that's a little bit more adult for a while. Um, <clears throat> and then we went to the game. After the game, it was a doubleheader, but we went stand for the second game. It's nine thirty now. This motherfucker, sorry, this gentleman. <laughs> text us at 9 30 talking, talking about y'all want to meet up somewhere for some drinks or something it's like no <laughs> i got up at 9 a.m this morning and drove to charlotte and been out and on my feet all day i'm not trying to go out for drinks now i'm old i'm washed we can't do this no more <laughs> i'm 34 it's not what i do god I damn and it's bad because even th- even though we went back to the dude house, went to sleep that night, the next day I had to drive back home. I was done, like that whole day. I was feeling it like I felt being out on my feet for 12 hours. So ain't no telling how I would have felt if I had gone for the drinks after that 930. And that's the first time we heard from him since we left at like 230 from the, from the first spot. The funny thing is, oh, the dude from Charlotte was like, yeah, this is this is him. Like, I'm glad to see he has not changed. That's not a good thing. <laughs> when old girl this. So we when when they went to the bathroom, old girl was like, how long have you known him? I was like, since the eighth grade. She said, I'm sorry to hear that. And I said, you're not wrong. <laughs> you're not wrong. I mean, she really know. Him. I mean, she must have been around for a minute. I'm about to say she can't be new. No, nah, she's been around for a minute. And it's. I think when he first told me about divorce, the divorce, he had told me like he had met somebody at the gym that he was like spending time with. But um, he had been going through the divorce for up to a year at that point. I was about to say, maybe she the reason for the divorce. No, 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 no. I ain't going to get into that. Yeah. that But, um, but yeah, it was whatever the, the situation was. It was just they they just had some differences they couldn't get past, basically. And he, they did it. Like he said, he did everything he could to try to try to keep it together. But he, he's accepted it at this point. Hasn't told anybody, but he's accepted. That's fair. Um, damn, I ain't say no names. Uh, one of them might listen to it, but not the one that would be offended <laughs> by this story. So, <clears throat> we we already talked for a minute. I don't know if I want to tell this goddamn story. So. I mean, fuck it. It's our podcast. At the end of the day. Um, this, this is where I'll interject about read the show notes. I know it's been a minute since we went on tangents on this podcast, but uh, it's long overdue. I feel like we ain't spoken a month. It always feel like that. And we literally just talked yesterday. <laughs> I'm saying. Um, so if y'all remember, 
Um, when I went to Philly for the Three to Wire podcast show, I came on here and I told a story about a ghetto restaurant that I went to after the show. Um, and I had a very similar experience earlier today. Okay. So I got up this morning around like 10 a.m. ish, you know. I was starving. Uh, this place opened at 12. I don't know what I was doing. I don't even remember what I was doing between 10 and 12, but I got up. Then my lady got up afterwards, right? So we hungry. It's like, have you ever seen Trapped in the drive through where they was like, yeah, I'm hungry. You hungry? Yeah. Like that. You ever seen that? Trapped in a drive through no. Yeah. Weird Al Yankovic? I have not. It's fucking hilarious. You got to watch it. But anyway, um, it's this place on Instagram I found uh, a couple months ago. Um, seafood slash soul food space place. Um, not that far from me, like 11, 13 minute drive away from me. So I said, you know what? Boom, I'm going to try it. Looked up the menu. The menu not bad. I got the jumbo lump crab cake entree, which comes with a crab cake. Uh, on top of yellow rice and two sides. And you get cornbread with it for just $30. Okay. She got the jerk salmon. Jerk salmon entree. Same thing, over top of yellow rice, two sides, cornbread. So I order it. I call the fucking restaurant. Guy answers the phone. From that point on, I I knew this was about to be. I knew I was going to have some trouble. I knew it was going to be a bit of an inconvenience. Um, I'm ordering the food. I only put in the first order. And this motherfucker cuts me off and start giving me the total. I'm like, yo, I'm not done. I'm like, hold up, hold up, hold up. I, I want to order something else. I tell him I want like jerk salmon. I'm thinking he understood this. So he was like, uh, you want this type of sauce on your lamb chops? I said, lamb chops. I said, nah, I I ordered jerk salmon. And this is what he said to me. He said, oh, man, my bad, bro. I I, got to get right. I ain't get right yet. I'm like, you got to get right. What the fuck? Like, all right, whatever. Like, I just, you know, I just want to finish ordering the food. You feel me? So. In the midst of all that, I asked how long it might take. And he said about, I think he said 20 minutes. I'm like, all right, that's cool. It's like 13 minutes away. That give me time to get ready. By the time I get there, it should be ready, right? Pull up there. As we're trying to get into the restaurant, uh, another lady's trying to get in. It turns out to be the owner. She's trying to get in through the entrance door. This dude, the, the store opened at 12. We got there like 1240-something, 1250-something. Dude ain't even opened the entrance door yet. Like, customers can't walk inside. Red flag number number two, number three. One of them. Red flag number two or three at that point. 
So she opens up another door for us to go through. We come in. <coughs> he ain't in there, I don't think. Like, she in there calling his name. Dude ain't answering. It ain't a big store. He can definitely fucking hear. Okay? I don't know where this is going. She takes down our order again because it's clear he hadn't started shit. Either he didn't start the order or the nick. Mm, or the motherfucker lied. <laughs> or the motherfucker lied about how long it was going to take. So she takes down the order again. She says it's going to be 15 minutes. Cool. We go back out to the car. We're chilling in the car. Wait about another 15 minutes. This time I go in by myself. I go in by myself. The entrance door still ain't open after she complained about the entrance door not being open. And she told me the entrance door would be open when I came back. So I had to knock on the other door, which usually it's not like you can't just pull it open. I think you got to open it from the inside or whatever. That's the one y'all went in originally? Yeah, the one we had to go in originally. She didn't even recognize me at first. Um, through the, It was like a, I don't know if it's because of the way the door was. She, she had no uh, crazy reaction, did she? Nah, it was like she was greeting me for the first time. Shit was crazy. So I go in and I'm still waiting like an extra 10 to 12 minutes, probably. And at this point, I realized, fuck, I left my phone in the car. Like, I just got to stand here now. Like, I can't. I'm just looking around, looking at the menu. I've stared at the fucking menu for five minutes at this point. And I come to the realization that this food is about to be fucking amazing. <laughs> the service was terrible. And she tried. Like, I understand. The dude that was working there probably was a family member or a friend that she gave a job to. Like, look, you know, small business. I, I need somebody that's going to come in and work. He got the job. This motherfucker don't even look like he functioning. He probably ought he look, he probably ought them jiggers or something. I don't know. He off something. Or he was off something and he was covering. When I went in there the second time, like after the 15 minutes, I got two drinks, a lemonade and a strawberry lemonade. She asked him to make them. He bought out a bucket uh, a lemonade to like do it, right? Okay. He made the strawberry lemonade. Handed it to me, but I see him carry the lemonade bucket to the back. And he never made the regular lemonade. So I'm like, I'm like, does he know? Like, I told him I wanted, but I said, you know what? It's cool. <laughs> it's, it's not cool. That's a whole drink. That's a whole drink. No, I ended up getting it. Don't get it twisted. I paid $4 for that. That's so, what um, I paid separately for the lemonade because I had already paid for the other stuff. Okay. I paid separately for the lemonade. I give it came to like because they was four dollars each plus tax. It came to ten something. I gave her a twenty. She had to go to the car to get change. And I was just like, you know what? Maybe she ain't got like a safe or something. It, it was like board, it's one of those spots in Baltimore where it's like the hood is on this end 
but down this end is perfectly fine. Okay. So you like. <clears throat> okay. Yeah, either one. Um, so maybe she ain't want to keep all that money in there. I don't know, even though it was like ten fucking dollars. But anyway. Um. So I still had to wait for that. Finally got the food. You know, she actually said, "Did you get? Did you get the other drink?" She hands me the lemonade while she's handing me the lemonade. A white woman is trying to come into the store, knocking on the entrance door. Entrance door still not open. So <laughs> it's past one o'clock at this point. Entrance door still not open. Oh man! So I feel like it's been two hours. But it it felt <laughs> like it. So I finally get the food. Okay. I get the lemonade. Taking it to the car. We sit in the car. We open up the box, eat the food. Better not be no lamb chops. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't lamb chops. The order was correct. The order was correct. The order was correct. That shit was amazing. I'm going back. I'm going back for sure. I wasn't going to mention that part, but since you brought it up, I'm going to mention it. We both got mac and cheese on the side. I got cabbage as my other side. She got yam. So we eating the mac and cheese, right? I'm killing it over that motherfucker. Yum, 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 all that shit. She stops and goes, Maurice, I said, what's up? And like, she's holding something. It was hand food. Who? Hair. In the food. Like real hair or real hair. One strand one one strand ahead. Let me tell you how good this food was. She kept going. <laughs> she kept going. That's she, how you she, know it's real, it's real cooking going on. She 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 threw the shit out the window and kept going. And I will not say that I would not have done the same. The food was so good, I ate a quarter of it and I was full. Like, I got a crab cake, a whole big-ass crab cake. Okay. Yellow rice, cornbread, mac and cheese, and cabbage. And this wasn't a little bit of, like, when you go to an event where they serve free food and they give you one scoop, boom, going about your business. This wasn't that. Okay. This was a true entree. I got it for $30. There's a spot in Baltimore called Jimmy's Famous Seafood. Mm-hmm. Famous crab cakes. One crab cake in that motherfucker is going to cost me plus 30, more than $30. Was the service good? Absolutely not. But she tried. <laughs> she tried. What's the name? She's making enough time? money to pay for that BBL she got. <clears throat> the who? The BBL she got. Come on, son. You had to do that. What you mean? Why, why you got to call it out? Call it out. You can see it. <laughs> That's just good advertising. What? What did you say? <laughs> anyway, uh, nobody from Baltimore listening to this, so I can't really shout it out and be like, hey, go here. But Why yeah. not? King, King might listen. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Shout out to, uh, fuck is the name of the Oh, Soul and Seek. <laughs> <laughs> you you one of them gatekeeping types you're not gonna talk to soul and sea soul and sea cafe okay. on Greenmount avenue i don't know what part of baltimore king living i always meant to ask him that but 
Y'all live like right next door to each other, probably. That shit would be crazy. That's hilarious to me. That shit would be absolutely crazy. It's really random, to be honest. All right. This is a Mavericks podcast, so. Man. All right. That's it for today's episode. We've you talked know. like almost an hour. It ain't been all hour. We got it's like, 9.59. We started at like 9.28. When you start? Really? It was after 9.21. 9.21, I remember saying. We all right. So half an hour. Yeah. Um, I'm putting the ad at the beginning. I don't care. Uh, what was I about to look at? Uh, uh, I guess we could talk about the Mavs, right? Yeah, I guess so. Ain't nothing else we we need to get off our chest. No, I think that's it. Hold on, Wemby and them just walked off the court. Let me see what Wemby did real quick. It looked like he actually made a couple shots today. He was looking mad skinny when I watched him in the first half. He apologized to Britney Spears. No, nah, they said they they I, yeah, ran up on him, apparently trying to get him to apologize. And he was ignoring him. He had 27 and 12. Ah, uh, people weren't on Twitter talking about that, though. Three blocks, nine for 14, two for four from three. I saw him hit the last three. They sure was talking when he had a bad game, though. Only one block. I mean, only one foul. Shout out to Wemby, man. He's going to be all right. He's just going to get Giannis might try to end his life. But other than that, he can be all right. Somebody said the funniest part. Was, oh, the, all right. Last thing. The Dallas Mavericks posted a video. <clears throat> and uh, somebody said the funniest part of this video is Chris Silva desperately trying to avoid talking to this woman. The, the man social media person. Uh, that's that the one about the cartoons they like or whatever? Yeah. You saw Chris Silva try to slide through at the beginning. I didn't watch the video. Speaking of, that's a great transition. Yes. So uh, our outsider on the inside is currently at Las Vegas Summer League. And um, we're going to have at least one segment a month with our outsider on the inside, Shad Miller, on the Patreon. For the Patreon subscribers, that's the $20 level. Uh, he said he's going to try to talk to Derek Lively tomorrow. Okay. Um, he's got some stuff lined up, but Derek Lively should be the first first entry. For, for we play tomorrow. Yes. Who do uh, we play tomorrow? We play. I, I just asked him this question earlier. Let me check this. See what time? Because that kind, of, I don't want to miss after, it. After after was it six thirty? No, it's eight o'clock tomorrow. Okay. Which means if I see Joy Ron, I gotta do it around that. Oh, you said you don't want to miss the game tomorrow. No. Gotcha. Yeah, we played. Ain't no, nobody really on the 76ers, but um, yeah. Did you watch the first game? I caught the second half. The first half, I was uh on my way home from work. Okay, okay. Uh, I wasn't gonna talk about that first, but we can do that if you'd like. It's cool with me. Uh, so summer league game one, the introductions of uh Derek Lively, Omax. Uh, any thoughts? From what you saw? Love what I saw from Omax and Lively, especially on the – I mean, what we drafted them for was defense. Right. Love what I saw on the defensive end. Derek Lively uh, as a rim protector. And when I say rim protector, I'm pretty sure people know this, but a rim protector is not only somebody who blocks shots. A rim protector is somebody who deters players from the rim, contests at the rim successfully, not just jumping, but actually contesting 
at the rim. Uh, love what I saw from them. Lively, I can probably set a screen better than Derek Lively can. Uh, so, you know what? I apologize to the Dallas Mavericks for bringing back the white pile to teach him how to set screens because somebody got to teach this boy how to set something. You are seven foot one. Setting a screen is not this is for the people on fucking video. Setting a screen is not that's not what setting a screen is, bro. Like setting a screen is not standing there and running to the fucking basket. Like put make that motherfucker run into your chest. And he light skinned, so I understand. But Tyson Chandler was light skinned. Is light skin. I'm sorry, he's not dead. I'm about to <laughs> Tyson Chandler. Put Tyson in the dirt. <laughs> right. Tyson Chandler is light skin. The white power is light skin. Like, come on, man. It's no excuse. So obviously he's still young, though. That can be worked on. So I'm not tripping. Uh how we you you gave that whole segment like that's a real condition that people got to deal with where they can't do if it. If you're black, you know. <laughs> All right, come on, man. Anyway. All right. <clears throat> Yeah, definitely love what I saw from them on a defensive end. Uh, Jaden Hardy, he's not a point guard. I think we already knew that, but just from like certain decision making when it comes to shot selection, he he's gonna have to shoot more to get. He's more of a volume shooter. We knew this, but I still see some shot selections that's more like Luca like, where he's bringing the ball down. Nobody else really touches it, and he shoots a step back three. Uh, obviously, I don't expect that to happen as often in the regular season simply because he's playing with Kyrie and Luka. Like, the ball's not going to be in his hands as much during the regular season as summer league. But outside of that, I was impressed with what I saw from him, for sure. And your boy, A.J. Lawson. Uh, hey, man. So a lot of times last season when I'm like, why are we talking about this two-way dude? Like, I don't think he's going to be a two-way dude for long. We we will see. We will see. <clears throat> um, yeah, so I, I, you pretty much covered it. I don't want to spend too much time on it. Uh, there's a lot of summer league to go, as we mentioned, another game here. Uh, I'm going to say tomorrow, even though this is coming out like after midnight on Monday. Um <clears throat> lively like you said definitely got to work on the screens definitely need to see him do better finishing i think he missed a couple layups um omax i was impressed with the the way the jumper looked his willingness to take it very important to me uh especially after some of them dudes were scared to shoot last year his activity level not surprising love love the the activity from him um he's bigger than i realized i think Omax, yeah. As far as height, yeah, just l- long, long and kind of tall. But uh, uh-huh. yeah, I'm I, I'm I'm excited to see what they do in these coming games. Jared Dudley said they're going to play more minutes as we go along. Like each game, they're going to play more minutes. He kind of kept them below 17 minutes this first game because they hadn't really had any real practices. They weren't allowed to do contact until they. I saw some people complain about that, like they didn't play. As much, first of all, that wouldn't have made a difference. We'd have lost anyway. The yeah. Thunder are damn near NBA team. That Thunder um, team is crazy. Yeah, but I saw people question if they were even going to play because they didn't do a lot of practices. So the fact that they didn't play much makes sense. So, yeah. So again, he said they're going to increase the minutes. So hopefully we start to see that tomorrow. 
Um, <clears throat> Lawson, I didn't see a single mistake he made on either side of the ball. No. Um, he missed some shots, but when you're looking at, when you're judging a single game like that, it's not about the results uh, as far as shot making goes. He took all the right shots. They, they look good most of the time. Uh, he had the one that he made. He was one for five from three. But, yeah, I'm not judging anybody as far as the scoring goes. It's not about the results. It's about did they take the right shot? Did they get to the shot in the flow of the offense? Things of that nature. And he did that. Mm-hmm. Um, making making plays on defense as well. Got out in the open floor, had a nice dunk. Uh, that's that's the type of stuff that had me saying at one point when I was being a little bit dramatic, I would rather watch A.J. Lawson and Reggie Bullock at certain times of the season when Reggie Bullock was pissing me off. That's that's how I felt. Like if I played AJ Lawson and Reggie Bullock minutes, I feel like I would have got more out of them. A lot well, of we ain't gotta worry about that any longer. So, yeah, so <laughs> uh, Reggie Bullock is gone. Um, I guess this because this, I don't want to transition yet. I got to talk about this Chris Silva stuff. Don't don't be sending me no no tweets talking about Chris Silva in my mentions because I might get out of character. I'm, Why? I'm, People was all in my mentions talk Chris Silva ain't it. Chris Silva. Oh, thing. slandering Chris Silva. Yeah. Like, what are y'all, what, what were y'all expecting him to do with motherfucking uh, Chet Holmgren? Like, what, 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 what did y'all expect a six, eight center to do with a seven foot two dude that was the number two pick last year? Like what? I'm not, I'm not sure what, what y'all thought y'all were going to see. Uh, he had a couple bad plays early. He had a moving screen. Uh, and he had a couple passes he tried to throw for, to cutters. And he had one that was, like, amazing, but the guy wasn't expecting it. Um, that didn't work out. He was setting actual screens. Y'all, y'all claim that, that screen setting is so important when y'all defending Dwight Powell so, so, so vehemently. Hey, if the regular season come, the first time I see Derek Lively set one of those bullshit screens, I'm going to post that clip of Russell Westbrook training with his trainer. When he went off on his trainer, he said, what, what the fuck is that? What the fuck is that? Get over here. Set a fucking screen. Like, that shit. Yeah. I don't know how I'm going to find it, but I'm going to find it. I was about to say, uh, that sounds very specific. I saw it months ago. That shit probably is lost. But, but uh, yeah, like, he did everything he was supposed to do. He had a couple floater attempts, didn't go in. Whatever. That, that's that's not what we're looking for here at Summer League. And, again, if y'all come in my mentions... Talking about some Chris Silva, it's going to take everything within me not to get out of character because it's ignorant. Better than me. You know, I don't give a fuck. I'm, I'm, trying, to, I'm trying to maintain <laughs> an image here. <laughs> I'm doing my best. <clears throat> anyway, with that said, uh, we, we mentioned Reggie Bullock is gone. Uh, Reggie Bullock is gone as part of a Grant Williams trait. Came out of the blue. I don't think any of us were expecting it. We were all thirsting for PJ Washington, no Brittany Renner. And um Yeah, he can't bring that bitch. <laughs> I don't know how he didn't get custody. Actually, he with a whole different Instagram model now. So he just made bad decisions overall. Listen, so he didn't learn his lesson as well. Yeah. Here. Okay. Um uh, prayers to that brother. Anyway. Uh nah, no more prayers then. <laughs> He could still become a maverick at this point. You never know. That's cool. Grant Williams is a maverick. My brain has still not fully accepted that yet, but it's a big deal. It yeah. is a big deal for us to be able to get Grant Williams, and all it cost us was Reggie Bullock and a pick swap for the most part. And we actually got two second-round picks back in the trade. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I don't remember what years they are. I don't know if the details ever were given on what years okay. they are. Um, but that's important. We were we didn't have any. Our only second round pick we had was twenty thirty. So now this gives us two additional second round picks that we can trade. We have the twenty twenty five one. We just can't trade it because it's tied to the Porzingis deal. <clears throat> um, if if the pick doesn't convert to convey this year, it'll convey 2025. And if it doesn't convey for 2025, the second round pick is what goes to, to New York. Yeah. With the next trade, right? That's why we can't trade that pick. Yeah. Anyway. So uh, how do you feel about a Grant Williams? How do you feel when you got the news? Uh, where were you? You know, how, um, how you I was on my way to see the blackening again on Wednesday. Um, I was shocked, honestly. Um, I wasn't, like you said, it came out of nowhere. I wasn't expecting it. Um, <clears throat> it also feels like we stole him. Yeah. Like we traded Reggie Bullock to the San Antonio Spurs. I think the difference in talent and production between Reggie Bullock and Grant Williams, it's obvious gap. Not only did we get Grant Williams, we got our starting power forward and Grant Williams and we walked away with two second-round picks, which we really had none of to give away. Now we have two, which we could use in a trade package in the future, whether that be this offseason, during the regular season, next offseason, whenever. Um, I think it's a W all around. Shout out to Nico for, you know, he always handling his business. I put out a tweet like a week ago saying, look, man, he ain't no big trade coming, bop, bop, bop. They proved me wrong. Obviously, I don't want to be proven right. But they proved me wrong. Uh, if that, if this is it, if this is the last like significant big move, <clears throat> I wish we would have done more. But I am happy with, you know, what we did for the most part. I really don't see how THJ still is on this team. But maybe, and that's not even from like a, I don't like this motherfucker standpoint. It's just from a standpoint of the team making sense. Like, I just don't think it makes sense for him to be here. Uh, but if they're going to rock with him on the roster, maybe trade him during the regular season, that's cool. Uh, maybe they're not really getting no calls for him or getting no offers that they like for him uh, this offseason. But as far as the Grant Williams trade, though, I'll give it an A. Okay. Yeah, um, I can't complain about any piece of that trade. Uh, we needed a power forward. We have a power forward now. Uh, Grant Williams is a guy that's going to play hard no matter what. And uh, he helps our team. He's, he feels a need. We also got Rashawn Holmes officially. I know that, that uh, a lot of people were hoping that uh, he was flipped in another trade. So he is officially ours. We can still trade him technically by himself right now. Uh, we could also trade him in a package deal in two months. So keep that in mind. But he seems excited about being here. Uh, multiple tweets about coming to Dallas, which makes me think that they've told him that he's probably locked in. Yeah, especially because he threw out his trade kicker. Right? Yeah, he waved the, the <laughs> trade kicker. Um, <clears throat> it looks like he's coming in. So how are you feeling? If we don't make any more moves, how are you feeling about where the roster is? Um. It's cool. I think I think it all depends on how lively and Omax turn out for the regular season. Like 
if they're able to make an impact on the team this regular season, that makes a huge difference. If they're not, then, yeah, we improved from last season, but not as much as I like. Okay. And I hate to really put it on because, you know, I don't like putting pressure on rookies like that. But that's just the reality of the situation. Um, Lively and Omax, uh, outside of Grant Williams, the only two guys we really bought in that can play some defense. And if they're not able to really contribute the way we need, we didn't really upgrade on defense that much. Like just adding Grant Williams for defense. Grant Williams can defend guys. I'm not going to put Grant Williams on the best player, depending on who the best player is. He's not a point of attack defender. He can stretch the four fours. He can play some defense. He's athletic. I don't know if he covers the the aspect for you with the with the glutes, but um, <laughs> but um, yeah. The way I feel about the roster, I still wish we had like a legit starting center. Right. I get that Rashawn Holmes used to start at center for the Kings. Um, I feel like that was more by circumstance. He's not bad by any stretch, but I feel like when we look at our center depth, it's like all of these guys should be coming off the bench at this point. But Rashawn or Dwight is going to start more than likely. Lively's not going to start, unfortunately. Um, so I was going to ask you, what does what is a contribution from Lively and Omax that you need? Like, what would you like to see bare minimum? Hustle and defense. Like, how many minutes a game do they need to be able to play? Like, quality minutes. Omax, say about thirteen. Okay, twelve or thirteen. Lively, sixteen to eighteen minutes. Okay. Yeah, I was thinking just to keep JaVale McGee and Dwight Powell off the court as much as possible. It's it's gonna be interesting to see how it plays out. I've always been a fan of a bullpen of bigs mm-hmm. that all play differently, and we kind of have that now. Like you said, it's gonna come down to lively being able to hold down his 15 minutes or so as the paint presence, defensive, the de- defensive paint presence. Holmes is gonna have to be scoring when he's in. If he's not scoring, then what are you here for? Um, and then I guess Dwight Powell is the stopgap. Like if one of them boys is off, Dwight Powell is the guy that's probably going to come in and have to hold it down for a little while doing what he does best, getting hit in the face and flailing about. But um, yeah, I think that uh, overall, as far as the roster, where it's, where it's at, I, I still would love to have a real center that I could depend on for 30 minutes. But as time continues to go, I'm, I'm starting to become a little bit more comfortable with what we have. I have to remember Maxie's in the mix as well, uh, as far as like we can get kind of creative with our, our three guys outside of Luca and Kyrie. Uh, Josh, O-Max, Maxie, Josh, Williams, Maxie, like we can get kind of trickier with it, depending on what the matchup is. So I'm curious to see how it comes together. I think it fits the way that that Jason Kidd wants to coach as far as like having a lot of guys that can move around and and switch. Um, It's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. I'm hoping to see a little bit more comfort from Lively and Omax as we, we get closer to the season, like preseason stuff like that. I'm hoping to see some growth already. Uh, We can't understate the addition of Seth Perry either. Uh, Having a legit shooter 
on the team, especially a guy who's going to get a lot of open looks for Kyrie and Luca. I can't remember who it was that uh, said on Twitter something about the roster and how we're not that much better than last season. It's like we're going into the season with Kyrie Irving, right? As opposed to having him for like twenty-something games. We're going into the season with a third ball handler and Jaden Hardy, a guy who barely played last year. Like those things fucking matter. So yeah, in my opinion, that's a huge difference. So I, I, I want people to look deeper than just the people that we added. Look at the guys that we had last year, how we had them, and how we're gonna use them this year. That shit counts. So and potential Josh Green taking another leap. Yeah, could be so, a big deal. Um, yeah, if Josh Green, to be honest, Josh Green doesn't even need to take a leap. If Josh Green plays this season the way he did during his high stretch, yeah, like with Kyrie, that's a huge difference. I agree. I agree. I think uh, there's the potential for us to be dangerous. And we also have to remember, even though last year was so rough, we lost a lot of close games. Yeah. And we could not defend anybody. So if the defense is just a little bit better, it's probably going to make a huge difference as far as win total. We also lost a lot of games when Luka didn't play because Luka was hurt. And who did we have? Right. Spencer Dinwiddie and Christian Wood. Now, instead of them, we got Kyrie. It's a huge difference. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, outside of Grant Williams, we did make an, a run at Matisse Thibel. We gave him a very creative contract to try to keep the Blazers from matching it. They did. I personally was not that excited about the idea of adding Thibel. Personally, as much as I appreciate what he does on a basketball court, I just wasn't, I wasn't moved by that potential idea. Um, what were your thoughts during that whole saga? Uh, you know I like Thibel. Um, I wouldn't say I was excited about the prospect of adding him. I was open to it. Um, I think he obviously could have contributed something, but uh, I kind of expected the Blazers to match the offer anyway. Um, it is what it is. Once they off, they match it. I was like, all right, cool. Moving on. Like, yeah. To the Nets, whoever the last spot is. Um, I don't know what they're gonna be looking for in the last spot. If anybody's a patron, a patron, and they thought an NBA show, there's obviously some guys out there. We still got the full MLE. Like, even though it's reported that the Mavs don't think anybody out there is worth the full MLE, you still have you don't have to use the whole 12 million. Use some of it. Like, if you're just gonna not use it at all at least use some of it, bring somebody in, and then whatever's left is just... I saw somebody suggest, because uh, <clears throat> we used the BAE on Seth, instead of doing that, gives, uh, put Seth's contract out of the MLE, and then try to get somebody else for like the rest of whatever's left of the MLE. And that Basically. way we have the BAE next year. Like, if we're bringing in Matisse Stiebel, I wasn't open to it, but you were. Why not bring in a Justice Winslow? Like, right. Yeah, he's still out there. Like, it's guys you can bring in, but maybe get a useful not. NBA body. That's it. Huh? Get a useful veteran NBA body. Yeah. Um, the Mavs also added Dante Exum, which we didn't really. Did I talk about that. Last? Oh, he. I don't he think we added, talked about like, that. He got added right after we recorded. I think. Yeah, I don't think we talked about that. 
Um, How do you feel about that? Do you have any feelings or thoughts? Not really. Like, it's kind of like, how can I compare it? Uh, Kind of like what we added, Frank, like a young guy who's getting another chance in the league. Well, Frank was never out of the league. He was I just... He's um, not really. I, I wouldn't call him young. He's 27 now. He's 27 now? Damn. He's in his prime. So he getting another chance in the league. We'll see what happens. I'm not expecting him to play many minutes. If he turns out great, fantastic. If not, whatever. Uh, high risk, low, I'm at low risk, high reward type of situation. So, yeah, apparently he's been very, very good in Europe. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just another guy that can handle the ball, potentially score and play defense. Uh, and he's athletic. Yeah, he put on some weight, which is good. I'm never going to complain about adding more athletes because that's yeah. something we have lacked here in Dallas. He used to be bony as fuck, so him putting on some weight is definitely a a good thing. Uh, he's chunkier than he used to be, not fat. So. I think we, we got two more topics. I know what one of them is. I'm going to be petty with this one. Oh, shit. This is, this is my petty topic of the, of the week. I think I know. It's petty corner, if you will. So uh, it came out that uh, Dwight Powell uh, received interest from the Houston Rockets. For whatever reason, this was occasion to to celebrate many. Because people want to take victory laps like, oh, see, other teams, we want Dwight Powell. I'm going to ask you before I go get too petty out here. How how do you feel about the idea of Dwight Powell being receiving interest uh, from the Houston Rockets? I wish he would have fucking taken it. That's how I feel. Like, I don't care. Like, cool, y'all running victory laps saying, oh, see, other teams do want Dwight Powell. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they don't want him to start. Right. Or play many minutes. Not at all. And I know what y'all going to say. Oh, well, you know, he doesn't. I don't even want Dwight Powell playing 15 fucking minutes on my team. If we being honest. So y'all saying that don't mean shit to me. At all. I mean, I wish he would have taken. I feel like he took less money to come here, didn't he? Yeah, uh, yeah. I think they were offering him like eight mil to come yeah. to uh, Houston. All right, cool. You're he back. Like, you want me to celebrate you for that? Like, cool. All right, you want to come back to the Mavericks? Whatever. Like, he, why, why would somebody take less money to? Ha, not even less money. Half the amount of money to stay in to stay to to, to play for a different team. Why? Why would a player do that? Might you ask? You want me to answer? I'm I'm letting it breathe for a second. I'm gonna let I'm the, to say, yeah. the listeners at home. Like, why 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 would a player take half the money? Half the money. Half the money. The amount of money he gonna make between this year and next year is the amount of money he could have made this year. Why would he do that? Why? Why did the Rockets then proceed to give Jock Landale? A four-year, thirty-two million young job. Like we were making, he was a two-way player last year. He did not do anything special to where he should be getting thirty-two M's. They gave him the same money annually that they was about to give the white pop, and they gave him more years. Why? I just I, I don't like talking down to people, but let's let's use some critical thinking, folks. 
it's two things happening right here. First of all, Dwight Powell's a well-respected NBA veteran. Uh, no, everybody says good things about him in the locker room. Anybody talking about his game? They don't want him for basketball reasons. They wanted him for culture reasons. They wanted him there as a, a steady vet. They, and they have money to blow. They have, they have to spend money. Literally. They have to spend money. They, the league literally imposed a rule that said you got to spend this much money. So it was like, hey, this Dwight Powell dude is a well-respected veteran. We got money to blow. Let's offer him a little bit of change to come here, sit on the bench, and be a great guy that can give great handshakes and daps on the bench and cheer our guys on and make sure that we're not having baby Emmy Yudokas being born left and right. Whoa. That's okay. that's what this was, people. Like we let's let's keep it real. This is not about basketball. Like my, my beef with Dwight Powell is not about them the way he hands turkeys out during the holidays. My beef with Dwight Powell is specifically the basketball side of the game. He was not going to be in Houston getting minutes. The idea of them wanting him, not shocking. They have money to blow. And they 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 wanted Boban for this. They kept Boban for the same reason last year. They want a veteran locker room presence. That's it, people. Let's let's not try to make it more than that. Let's let's you think they're going after veterans. Let's be very serious about this. Okay. Um, and then they they still had money to blow and they blew it on Jock Landale. Young Jock. Young Jock. That's my that's my petty corner. I, I had to get that get that out there. Shout out to Dwight Powell for knowing what how to extend his NBA career. Good for him. Um, what's the last thing we talking about? I, f- I fucking forgot. Um, yeah, last roster spot. We got one roster spot. Technically, we have one roster spot left. Um, if we don't make another trade. What would you like to see the Mavericks do with the last roster spot if if Reese is playing GM one more time? To be honest, I prefer them give it to somebody like Kelly Oubre, Justice Winslow, take a chance on a guy like that. But to be honest, at this point, just give it to A.J. Lawson. Like, granted, that's one game. If he continues to play the way he's playing in summer league, give it to A.J. Lawson. Obviously, you want to see more. But, yeah, uh, I don't see them using even parts of that MLE on anybody in free agency. So maybe sign Seth to the MLE. I don't think it's official yet, right? Seth? No, I have not seen the announcement for Seth yet. I don't think. Yeah, and use the BAE, I guess, if they can, on Lawson or whatever. Uh, I don't even think they need to do that. He'll probably sign for a minimum. Yeah, probably get him for a minimum. But at that point, I mean, like multi-year minimum, like one of them. Yeah, KC be handing out three years, four years, twelve million type thing. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, only reason I wouldn't want them to use it on Lawson is because I don't want that money to go to waste. Like, it's not going to waste if they. I don't know when we're gonna have an MLE again. We won't if we don't use it, we lose it. Yeah. 
So when you say go to waste, you're saying you want it to be used on someone, period? Someone I know. I want it to be used on someone, period. And I know there's guys out there in free agent. Like Kelly Oubre would play every night. Like, yeah. we don't know if AJ Lawson's going to play every night. And I feel like we already got a guy like that in Dante Axel, where it's like a experiment project type of thing. Gotcha. Um, I mean, you hit both of the names that I had on my what to do with the last roster spot list, which was Ubre and Lawson. There's no other free agents I really care about mm-hmm. or that I think fill a need. Um, <clears throat> Ubre doesn't necessarily fill a need, but he could be a, a depth piece as far as like, what if we need scoring one day? Um, what if there's injuries, stuff like that? Like he's a guy I know we can we can get 20, 25 minutes out of easily. And if he proves himself, we could trade him. That too. Um, and then Lawson, like you said, you know, it's, most teams reward players for, for performing. Uh, have have we ever converted a two? I don't know if we've ever converted a two-way. I don't think we have. So it would be nice. Like players might actually sign our two-way contracts or, or be enticed to if we actually show that we care about those those spots and reward players for performing. So I would, I mean, obviously I'm incredibly biased for my South Carolina guys, yeah. but and I've seen this dude play since he was 17 years old. So it would be dope to see him uh get that contract. And uh I like what I saw in game one. I liked what I saw last summer. I like what I saw every time he played last year. Uh at some point you just gotta you gotta you gotta shit or get off the pot. Um I know we have three two ways this year. And you don't have to bring, you don't have to you call him up necessarily because he's already locked in. It's not like it's nobody else can snatch him up right now since he's already on a two-way. But again, players like to see, players want to see that you actually bring those guys up as far as you trying to get these steals later in, in uh, as we move forward and through the years. Like the teams that have called players up, they the, the players go to them first when they're signing these two-way contracts. There's a reason for that. Just putting it out there. But yeah, other than that, I'm not going to say I'm excited about this team yet. It's still kind of weird in my head. It's like yeah. a lot of way too many moving pieces. <clears throat> but um, I'm impressed by what the front office was able to do this, this summer. I think it's a win overall. I was impressed. Uh, especially considering what the fuck they've done in the last two off seasons. So I, I don't want to say I'm excited yet either, but I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to see what the team can do. I know it's only going to be a matter of time before they piss me off, but before then, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, before we got into story time and all that, podcast actually didn't end up being as long as I expected. It did. Um. Should have done this in the beginning. We're going to do it now. Five-star reviews are still needed. If you have not left a five-star review on Apple or Spotify, please do that for your boys. Uh, follow the Instagram at Mavs Outsiders Pod. I sound like old buddy from the video. Never mind. Um, what? Old buddy with the, the Pog video. I'm not about to go through the holes. You remember to do? I, I, I ain't gonna do it. I ain't gonna do it. No, no. 
I'll tell you later. I'll send you the video later. Uh, YouTube. Are we going to be doing clips on YouTube? Yeah. Okay. YouTube, Mavs Outsiders. Make sure you follow that. And of course, the Patreon. The, the patrons have been trickling in on the Patreon. It is the link in our bio on uh, Twitter right now. Mm-hmm. Subscribe to the Patreon. I think the lowest level is $3. The, the most common level, to, I would say the easiest level to kind of get a taste is going to be the $5 level. I believe you get all our video content. You get the NBA show at that level as well. Uh, I think $10, you get the behind the scenes clips when we get way out of pocket and we got to take it out of the show. Um, I was on, I think I was on my, I think I was on pretty decent behavior tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah you were. I think I was good tonight. Um, but yeah, every now and then we get a little crazy on here. We got to take it out of the podcast because we can't, we can't fumble the bag like that. Um, $20 level. That's, that's when you get the outsider on the inside. Again, Shad is going to be doing exclusive interviews with uh, members of the team, things of that nature. And uh, we'll be sending those clips to us every now and then. He might come in with a behind the scenes story on that. Uh, got a few subscribers on that level already. I think one other person told me they're gonna subscribe at that level. So, or is it subscribe? You you said it's a certain word you're supposed to say. Um. Th- no, nah, I think subscribe is if if you pledge to pledge. There you go. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the one you used earlier. So if you pledge at that level, hold up, Woj tweet this shit. Okay, Paul Reed. They matched the offer. Um. <clears throat> A little bit surprising, but not really, because that's a talented player. You don't want to yeah. lose that uh, when you brought it up through your system. Again, player they brought up through their system, paid him. And now he's really paid. He was on a two-way. Now he's too paid. It's, it's getting late. <laughs> I'm about to start tripping. So, uh, again, the Patreon. Thank you to those who have subscribed. Do you need to do a shout-out? I forgot we, we did a shout-out. Do you need to do a shout-out real quick? Just pick a name, any name, or do you want to wait? No, 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 no. I'm uh, I should have pulled it up earlier. I, I forgot, but I can go down the list. I'll just pick a name. Let's see. Shout out David Villanueva. There you go. Subscribed on July 2nd. Shout out to David. We appreciate you, brother. Um, definitely one of our more active listeners. Um, we appreciate every single one of our patrons, and we will continue to shout outs as we go week by week. I think we're done here tonight. It should be an easy edit. So I'll get this out as quick as possible. Uh, no, I'll save that. I, I, I got to tell you something after the show. Okay. Till next time, folks. Peace. That's only for the video. Okay.
Can you hear it? The sound of ocean? Waves against a rocky cliff? It's Maine, a place where sights, sounds, and tastes all come to life. Breathtaking vistas from the top of a seaside mountain. Lobster and oysters straight from crisp, cold waters. It's where you can take a breath and a beat and let the world slip away. Plan your trip at visitmaine.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every touchdown, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a 99-yard pass to score a touchdown or a fumble in the first minute of the game. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, Brad. You know how Nationwide is more than an insurance company? Yeah, they're one of America's largest financial services companies. We get that in a song like business life retirement. Or Nationwide's there to protect. I'm kind of the jingle guy. Not sure I agree with that. Well, I'm not sure I like your hat. Well, it would never fit on you. Products issued by Nationwide Life Insurance Company or Nationwide Life and Annuity Insurance Company. The general distributor for variable products is Nationwide Investment Services Corporation, member FINRA, Columbus, Ohio. Hey, parents. Greenlight is here to take one big thing off your to-do list, teaching your kids about money. With a Greenlight debit card and money app of their own, kids and teens learn to earn, save, and invest. You can send money instantly, set flexible controls, and get real-time notifications of your kids' money activity. Set up chores and put allowance on autopilot to reward them for their hard work. Then learn about the world of money together. Get one month free when you sign up at greenlight.com slash podcast.